I, I will start by saying I've been doing escape rooms like since my birthday. Like it's been everything that I've wanted to do. I've just been doing escape room after escape room after escape room, and they are so much. I've fun. never been to one. Tell me about it. Oh, oh man, I love escape rooms, I, Brian. When Rodrigo's in town, I want him and Peter to go do Bloody Elbow together, and we get to watch <laughs> okay. on the room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Peter, when we solve it in like record time, we have bragging rights forever. Have you ever wondered why it is that we do what we do and who we do it with? Then this is a podcast for you. An exploration of human beings through systemic psychology and Unani biotypes. With Rodrigo Garcia Platas. Ross Everett and Brian McElhaney. This is Biotypical. Our guest today is now, I think, our most frequent guest. This is uh, our third time. Back for a third so time. A charm. Founder, CEO, entrepreneur of Wise Token, Peter Gerb, and Liquid NFTs. Yes. So much. Big friend of the show. Hi, Peter. We love you. So good to be back. Um, yeah. So, man, we so much has happened since we last talked. Like, I think I think the first time we talked, um, like, all we had was what was a wise token. And now yeah. we are starting to build out the pieces of the ecosystem. And um, Liquid NFTs is going to be awesome. I think the first time we did the podcast, NFTs weren't really even a big thing. No, 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 no. no. Isn't that crazy how fast it's been? Now you got a multi-billion dollar NFT market. You got everyone talk about NFTs. It's crazy. And you guys jumped right on it too. Jump right in and and just tell people a little bit because if this is your first time listening to this podcast, um, we went back when Peter was first on and we talked about how his biotype and personality actually lended him towards creating the the fairest launch in D decentralized finance cryptocurrency history. This was, it's interesting how quickly this space expanded because now I'm sure that there are so many projects that are kind of following in the footsteps of Wise. But at the time, like Wise was, is the gold standard and there was no beating it. Um, I'm, you know more about the space than I do. Um, Before we'll we dive it. into that, I just want to make like a personal acknowledgement to something that I'm extremely thankful for. Peter, When it came to finance and banking and things like that, I was never respected. They always said, like, if you need to know something psychological about human beings, you can ask Rodrigo. But if it comes to finance, he knows nothing. And I married someone that was in finance for 10 years. So I became the person that made people the most money because of wise token with my advice compared to my wife's advice. And now I'm smart in finance, too, just because I repeat what Peter says. <laughs> Dude, that's too much. Thank you. Thank I, I you. Have that's to too e- much, though. I have to echo that a little bit as well. Because I, I would say anyone listening right now who hasn't heard Peter on the podcast, if you're like, crypto, oh, God, that fucking robot money. Because here's the thing. I do think crypto has <laughs> a connotation money. for people who don't know about Like, there's, Have you noticed this, Ross? People are like, oh, God, you're talking about crypto they, again. The biggest things like, that I hear are it's bad for the environment. Right. And, and it's, a Ponzi it's for scheme. criminals. It, yeah, all this yeah. stuff where I'm like, in a year, a year ago today, we had Peter on the first time. Ross said, I have a guy who's doing talking about crypto. And I, ha- I knew nothing about it. And I was like, oh, crypto, what is that? Whatever. And I got so into it. And now I love it so much. And I would just, um, I would just encourage people to listen to that first podcast. To, that's why yeah. I send people if they don't know anything about crypto, because I didn't know anything. And I asked a lot of questions. And it's helped me become so financially independent. I never understood 
I was never good with money. I never enjoyed working with bank. I never understood like what investing meant or how to do it and all the middlemen that I had to get involved with. But what I've learned in crypto and being in complete control of everything and how it mathematically works in this trustless way, it's just made it's made it so much more easier and exciting and fun and important to be uh, in control of my money. So it's- We'll put a link to that first episode down in the, in the show notes for this one because that was such- a great onboarding episode to what yeah. crypto is and also Peter and his mindset around uh, completely fair decentralized finance. So we're not going to dip too much into that this episode because we've already treaded on that. But again, if you're like confused about what's going on, go listen to that first episode and even his second episode where he talked about liquid NFTs. But we'll get to that in a second. So Peter just got back from Art Basel. Miami has, has been like this uh, city that maybe like a year ago was like, we want to be the cryptocurrency capital of the United States. Miami for real? Miami. Yes, yeah. The, so wow. the, the mayor of Miami has fully adopted Bitcoin. He has, um, I think, yeah, yeah. So he started this. So um, look up the the Miami Bitcoin fund because, because they raised millions of dollars in Bitcoin like the city of Miami did. And now that's, it's like a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. They're going to use it, I think, to build infrastructure and stuff. So like they're very crypto friendly and it all starts from the mayor. Um, So like uh, one of the large Bitcoin conferences was also held in Miami last year. And yeah, Miami is super crypto friendly for sure. And they're also very art friendly. So Art Basel is a, a a conference or an event that's been going on in Miami for years. And now with the overlap, it's, it's the biggest arts conference in the world, in the world. So yes. Miami has already been hosting that. And now with the overlap between NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, irreplicatable uh, hashes, essentially, uh, I like to consider it like proof of ownership, but it's become like this digital art exchange as well. Now with the overlap between the NFT world and the art world, it just, it seemed like it lined up perfectly for this event that you were just at. What were you just at, Peter? Um, what was so, it called? Yeah, it was called DecentralCon. So what happens is you got the big event, Art Basel, but then um, to kind of uh, dovetail off of what Art Basel is doing, you'd have all these satellite events. So there's this, so... Um, Decentraland is one of the metaverses. So, so they're like a big company creating a metaverse, which is basically, you know, like a virtual reality that's all on blockchain. And, and uh, you know, Facebook is trying to do the same thing with meta, that type of thing. So Decentraland is this metaverse and they hosted um, this get together for NFTs and blockchain stuff. And it's called the Central Comp. So what, what it was, it was it was the, the Miami Airport Conference Center, like huge, big um, area and booths all over the place. So we're talking like 50 to 100 booths. Um, Liquid NFTs, my project, we, we had a booth. Um, so there's like 50 of these organizations, crypto organizations, NFT organizations, um, and gaming products that are all connected to crypto. You had NFTs there, CyberKongs was there, um, just just so many people coming together. And then you could walk around the different booths and and see what everyone was about. And it was it was super cool, not just for discovering um, you know, what's out there, but also to network with other people that 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 you have synergy with. So for instance, liquid NFTs is a place where you can deposit your an, an NFT and get out a loan. 
And so um, there's direct synergies with some of the other people there. Like there was this company called 4K. What they do is they take physical assets and make them into NFTs. And so like, you know, they store them in a warehouse and like provide the custody so that you owning that NFT is actually owning that physical asset. So wow. um, how long? It, yeah, this is exactly what I was. I was my, my cousin's a mortgage broker and I, he was like, He's one of the people that thinks cryptocurrency is for criminals. And I said, your whole business is about to get absolutely uprooted by this. Because (laughs) deeds to houses, deeds to cars, those are all eventually going to be NFTs because it's provable ownership with huge transparency. Like, so did you see a lot of real estate, like, like companies, have they started to get into NFTs yet? Or is that what this company Um, 4K kind of does? There's still there's still legal loopholes that need to be jumped through for uh, uh, for the whole house deeds on NFT. There, there there's a lot of legal red tape that still needs to be cut through. So it's it's not it's not easy to make a house into an NFT and have it be legal and accepted. So we're we're still I would say months to years away from that. Um, but as far as like anything else, like it's 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 there. It's it's already happening. Um, yeah. So, I was going to ask you to go a little further into NFTs because when we first talked six months ago about liquid NFTs, it was a very, NFTs were kind of a new thing. And I feel like a lot of people, even now, their understanding of NFTs, they're like, it's stupid. It's just sort of like, it's a GIF, essentially. You just like have ownership to a GIF, whatever. And it's like, well, first of all, it's not as a very simplified version of what it is. But in terms of the space and what NFTs will become and why they will be important, and why art through NFTs is actually a cool thing and not just like, uh, you know, something to be dismissed. What do you find the value of NFTs that most people seem to not understand to be? And where they're um, people don't understand that digital ownership of digital assets is something everyone is going to have in, in, in a 10 to 20 years. Um, it, that's just going to be the, the way it is like that. That's where we're moving towards. So, we, so it's, it's the idea for you to own a piece of the new world because the new world is going to be, you know, self-driving cars. It's going to be augmented reality, virtual reality. Everything is going to be on blockchain. We, we, we already knew this, like, like we knew this when cryptocurrency started, we, we just yeah. knew it would take a lot to build the, the infrastructure. So with, so, so right now, um, like people with, with social media, and uh, and just the amount of people that are interacting online, everything is digital. People are not primarily meeting each other in, in, in person as much as they are interacting with groups of people that are online. So there is more real estate, so to say, online, whether it's, you know, the social media places where you hang out, the games you play. The, the chat rooms that, that you interact with, the, the people that you're talking to, it's all digital. And, uh, and the ability to own pieces of that digital world is super important. So um, just like a simple example is, for instance, um, like decades ago, um, a, like if you had like a Rolex, for instance, that's, that's something that would carry prestige and value when you went out in public and other people saw you with that Rolex. You know, you go to a business meeting, it's like, oh, who's that guy with a, uh, with a nice Rolex? Um, w- one area of NFTs is that's just establishment of value, kind of like a flex um, with the profile pictures. Uh, 
because you having like a crypto punk profile picture, a bored ape yacht club board, um, you know, profile picture or cool cats. Rodrigo put on his Rolex. <laughs> oh, nice. Sorry, Very Rodrigo. Nice. That is vintage and not cool anymore. <laughs> I want to have a prestige in this show. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have an NFT of a watch. I know. I have the NFT of that same watch. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, so you know, you, you know how when Bitcoin for, uh, came out and started to be big in 2017, everybody was like, "When Lambo, right?" Like, what, yeah. like, uh, yeah. like it's all about getting that Lamborghini. Now, um, the new Lambo is is honestly uh, NFTs, and and really like the floor price of a board ape yacht club is. $250,000 right now. So it's, and, and some of them are much more expensive yeah. than a, than a Lamborghini. So there's that aspect of, Hey, it's, it's, so it's a flex. It's something that you could prove that you own and it's your digital pass. It's like your pass into this country club that is uh, that like, you have to have this in order to be in that country club. So when I, when I went to New York city a, a month and a half ago, there was a board ape yacht club. They had a yacht, like a four story river boat. And the only way to get on was party. if you own one of their NFTs. Yeah, you had to own, you, you had to own a board ape. Um, wow. uh, same thing with, with, with all these. So there's these, there's these communities that are providing value and some of them are creating games. And like the only way to play that game, like you got to buy that NFT or else you can't play the game. Um, so, so they are access passes. They are digital flexes. They are ownership. Um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, millennials are not going to own a house, yeah. but they could own an NFT. Like they, like they don't have the money to own a house, but you know, messing around in cryptocurrency, you could own an NFT, especially if you do your research and you find a project that, uh, that you can buy cheap and, and ends up blowing up like board apes, like the mint price was just a few hundred dollars, like 0.08 ETH. Um, and now there, there were 50 ETH. Um, so, so there's that. So, and, 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 you know, you have artists too. Um, so you've got like 12 year old artists, 15 year old artists, who are creating, you know, making their art, their, their arts NFTs and selling them for a hundred thousand dollars. And so, wow. so that's, that's huge. So, so this has opened up a whole new world to many kinds of people, whether it's crypto investors, whether it's uh, creators and artists who want to get into NFTs. Um, like it's, 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 it, it's really created something that's so powerful that every single company in crypto is now figuring out what their NFT strategy is going to be. Like when you have Coinbase going, hey, we're going to launch a, 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 a NFT marketplace by the end of the year, you know, you, you know that like the system has um, fundamentally changed and that uh, NFTs are here to stay and they're a really big thing. I'm going to have a billion questions after the patron wall. So I'm just going to start writing them down so we can do the deep dive <laughs> after nice. that. Yeah, Rodrigo, what were you going to say? What I wanted to say is I, I don't understand NFTs perfectly well. I know what they are. I know how they're used. But the, 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 the argument that I find all the time when I'm trying to explain this to people is, yeah, but you're buying something that's worth nothing. It's not like buying land. It's not like buying it like a specific asset. Um, and it'll only hold its value if there's people interested in buying it from you afterwards. And when they tell me that, the only thing I can think of is, well, yeah, but that's true about a house too. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So it's kind of confusing. Like, I don't understand the argument of what's wrong with it, but I also don't really understand up until you started explaining it right now, the practicality that it also has. Like, I had no idea you can use them as your access pass to certain things and, and to certain experiences. That sounds even oh, better. Oh, my brain is going because we've been talking about creating some biotypical NFTs. And I feel like that, that would be like instead of like a patron thing, like a Patreon, it's like if you own one of the biotype NFTs, you're right? You're, like, you're in. You get certain access to certain things. You'll be able to. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the technology is either there or getting there, where it's like if you run a website, you would have to connect your MetaMask and validate it with like that you are the owner of an NFT in order to get into certain aspects of a website, right? Yes, yeah. And, and, and so that's, the, uh, that's another way. So there's some NFTs where it's like the communities will make, uh, a, like they'll make a community of only people that hold that NFT and then they'll share information with just those people. So there's uh, like CyberConks, for instance, did this really well where um, you have to own a CyberConk to get on the specific Discord group. But this spe specific Discord group has so much good information. Like they, uh, they dropped Alpha, it's called, where um, they'll tell you the good NFTs to invest in. And, and people who invest in these NFTs, like they'll go 10X, they'll go 100X. Like you, you can make tons and tons of money just from being able to be in this community. And to be in this community, you have to have this NFT. So that, that's another way that NFTs have exploded by just being an access pass to a community that people want to be in. I do Who think do that this is this technology, this time is our generations on board to true wealth. Yeah. I, I the same way that like we saw the industrial revolution, we saw a big boom of wealth for people. Like when the, the when Google and all the tech stocks kind of started and they were very cheap, that was onboarding. But we were far too young for that. And I've always kind of been looking for the moment of like where do we get on board? And I do think that this is it for our generation, for millennials and zillennials and yeah, and and, and owning an NFT is like a house. Uh, like it like uh, like nfts are digital real estate in fact some of them literally are like you can purchase land plots have you heard of earth 2 i was about to ask have you yeah. are, do you own any land on earth 2 is this a thing that's no. going to be what okay. the hell is earth 2 uh, someone so remapped I, like took google maps and you can buy up you went there lots a week and of land yeah, I, I, I think i think that's <laughs> oh. i think that's pretty gimmicky um, yeah. So I, I, so I'm not, I'm not predicting anything because who knows, like, like, uh, I I've seen some pretty crazy things take off, but, but that would only be valuable depending on the world that they, the digital world that they created around that. Um, so the ones I see that are valuable, like for instance, Axie infinity, I, I believe it was just sold like a plot of land sold for like $2.2 .2 million. What? Um, yeah, in that video that's game. That's that's a video game, right? That, yes. It's a, a cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. blockchain wow. based video game. Yeah. Yeah. So so if you so that makes more sense to me because it's like there's a whole game around that and owning that land is going to give you an advantage. Uh, you know, it's, you're going to be able to make your money back for, from that. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, uh, Decentraland um, has land too. I, I haven't really gotten to the land purchasing yet. Um, I'm mostly sticking with avatars like board apes, cool cats, uh, crypto punks. Um, I, 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 uh, don't have the time needed to be able to, you know, understand everything there is to know about NFTs and, and start investing in them. Um, I don't even invest into the art side. So, um, there's, there's a whole section of NFTs that's just arts. Um, and, and I, like, I don't even have time to, 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 to get into those. 
Um, I'm mainly sticking right now with the avatars, the, the profile pictures. First, I'm just going to do a quick explanation of Liquid NFTs and what, what Liquid NFTs your company is. Is it liquidnfts.com? That's the URL? Yes. Yep. So is cool. it launched yet or not yet? Um, it's not launched. It's on testnet. But so people can, uh, can sign up for, for notifications. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for sure. Yeah, we got the webpage there and everything. I'll, because the big question is, great, I've spent $2 million, or I'm going to actually put this in like applicable terms for the people listening. I spent $150, right, on uh, an NFT. How the hell um, can I get that money back or use that, that value of this NFT should I need it? And what you've developed is essentially you stake your NFT as collateral and people can fund it. So front you the money of what they believe that your NFT is valued or is it what, what they're asking for it. And then you essentially get liquid, liquid currency that you could use and spend elsewhere. And then you repay that loan and then the NFT goes back into your ownership. And if you default on that loan, then the people that fronted the money essentially take ownership over your, over your NFT. And this is all automated. Did I get any part of that wrong? No, no, no. That's that's exactly how it works. Um, the, Look the at key, you, Russ. Yeah, yeah. Look at <laughs> those words, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the key is the parameters that you set as the NFT owner. So if I own an NFT, I can deposit this liquid NFTs. What I'm deciding is one: um, what kind of currency do I want to borrow? Like whether it's ether, uh, like ether or stable coins or whatever. Two: how much I want to borrow. And uh, like, obviously, if something is worth $10,000, my NFT is worth $10,000, I wouldn't want to ask for $10,000. That would be risky for people to um, fund it because what if the, the, the price drops a little bit during the loan? So I'd want to under collateralize that. I might ask for like $7,000. Um, and then I, then, you know, the duration of the loan, do I want to borrow it for a month? Do I want to borrow it for a year? Um, and then the interest that I am offering for the people that are funding me. And so, so we're basically creating a marketplace where people wanting loans on their NFTs and people wanting to earn money for funding those loans uh, of those NFTs um, can connect and uh, just be able to, to you know, get a lot of loans funded and just be a marketplace where people can come and get that liquidity for their NFT. This is going to be yeah. so huge. It's so cool just because like getting a loan or just being involved in the financial system at all and all the people you have to go through. It's like, I, I never liked it when I was younger. I never really engaged with it. With Liquid NFTs, if you're a 16 year old with an iPhone and a couple of Ethereum, you can involve, your, you can engage. You can be a part of this process and make money and invest and you can do it on your own with just a little bit of research and not have to worry about your credit score or call these weird companies that kind of handle your money. It's so it's, cool. It's decentralizing loans, which is so wonderful um, because it, it can't be predatory when it's there's no one benefit factor of it. You know. Can I explain how I see this whole thing? Because I really want some feedback. Yep. Yeah. Because this is how I explain to myself, and this will probably serve people if I'm on the right track. But you'll tell me. I feel like we're in this breakthrough where technologies have merged in a certain way and most people haven't really realized how certain breakthroughs in technology, when they converge and come together, completely disrupt reality as we see it. Uh, having said that, Bitcoin was, Bitcoin was created and the whole technology that allows it is blockchain. Blockchain is obviously something that would solve a ridiculous amount of 
problems that we have in modern society that removes trust and all the human problems from interactions and knowing the ownership of things, the, the, their history, their trajectory, why it happened the way it happened, et cetera, et cetera. Their conservative world doesn't understand the applicability of this technology into normal world, like the deed to my house, the deed to my car, like all these things. As always in humanity, every time there's a new technology, the people that understand that technology try to validate it with things like NFTs. That's where it makes sense. But that still confuses conservative people even more because then it's like your system is really safe, but you see this value in certain things that I see no value in whatsoever. And I just don't do not see the connection between money, land, the world and the technology that you have. I feel like eventually they will end up being together and, and the world as we understand it with, with property, finance, relationships, everything is going to be completely backed up by this. But this, this trial period of having this technology, uh, even though most people don't get it yet, but having this technology that does, that has all these properties is creating value in the virtual world and the virtual world. And I feel like that psychologically puts people that don't understand it even further from the whole thing, because we're creating value in a space that they don't understand as valuable. Is, does that make sense? Yeah. hundred percent. I yeah. get it. Yes. I, I did a Ross. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it, I, I have to, uh, it's one of those things where I had to understand that. Cause I think I was part of that before I understood crypto. It's, when you don't understand something, you just go, what is this stuff? You make fun of it. That's what my parents did when I started getting into crypto. When I was listening to your uh, your every day for your launch, Peter, when you like went on and like yeah. did the white lunch, I would listen to it. I was at my parents' house and they were like, who is this guy you keep watching every day? Like, what is he saying? Like, what is this nonsense? And I was like, get out of here. I'm learning. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like people can be like, wait, you get a, you get a bored ape and you pay to make that your avatar and like makes you, that makes you cool. What the fuck? That's like, that's nothing. But it's like, well, a Rolex is nothing. A necklace is nothing unless you give it some sort of value. And we've all just said, well, this has value. So that's why we it is valuable. And so it's like, it's this new thing where, because a lot of people think like, well, I don't understand that space, like Rodrigo was saying, or I don't bring value to it personally, they just sort of reject it, which is, you know, it's just the natural process of adoption, I think. I had a conversation with a friend like that, and he he used, like, we both collect watches. So he used a Rolex as an example, a golden Rolex. And I told him, what about rose gold? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, yeah, in order to get rose gold, because we'd like how it looks, you need to put copper into gold. And th therefore, that gold is useless for anything mechanical or chemical that, that has to do with the gold. And we just buy it because it's shiny. How is that different from owning an NFT? That's, that's a great a analogy. Point. Yeah, I didn't even know that about rose gold. <laughs> I don't know what rose gold is, but that's amazing. it's a, it's a color. They make it oh. iPhones. They make a lot of like jewelry and stuff. It's yeah. Oh, there, there it is. I see the rose. Yeah, um, Peter, I have a question about liquid NFTs. Um, mm -hmm. I was wondering this, you know, like on eBay, when you bid on something, you can kind of like look at the seller and it'll be like seller history. They're good. They they've sent it every time. They don't back out, whatever. Is there going to be a way when you fund other people's NFTs that you can see like, okay, this person is likely going to pay it back or they're not likely or whatever. Cause I know you can check and see how yes. good you think the actual NFT is, but yes, the actual person. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so where we are focusing our time on is that social aspect. Um, so, you, we, so we want you to be able to follow these people, see their history, like um, all that stuff, but most importantly, a trust score. So um, we created, created a trust score system, which basically t 
tells the user how safe it is to invest. Um, so, so for instance, every NFT um, set has a floor price, which means if you go on OpenSea and click buy now, what the the, the OpenSea cheapest, is like the eBay for right, yeah. NFTs right now. Right, right. So, so OpenSea is the eBay marketplace for for NFTs. If you go on there, go to any particular NFT set and click buy now list, you know, lowest to highest, um, the lowest that anybody is willing to sell their NFT for, that's called the floor price. So, so meaning that if you had one of these NFTs, um, if you listed it at that price, there's a pretty good chance you're going to sell it at that price immediately because that's the cheapest one. Um, so for instance, the floor price of Board Apes right now is like 51 ETH, which is crazy. Shit. It's a lot of money. Um, which means that if you go on OpenSea and click buy now, the cheapest one anyone is willing to offer is is fifty one ETH right now. Wow! Um, so Which is over two hundred thousand dollars right now. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the math, yeah. but my computer's a little slow. But wow! So so if we so um so our contract takes that floor price for for whatever NFT set you're doing, and then compares it to your loan ask. And if you're under collateralized by 50%, we'll give you a green trust score, which means that the only chance of somebody losing money is if the, the value of that NFT dropped by 50%, which is possible, but that's, that's a lot, especially if you're talking about like a trusted blue chip NFT set dropping by 50%. I mean, we, we, we haven't really seen that happening a lot. Um, because all the all the risk is is with the is with the user who funds the loan in uh, in the system. Um, if the NFT value drops, then they funded the loan. The, the NFT owner could just you know keep the money, and then the the person who funded it just gets the NFT, which might not be worth something. Uh, well, worth as much as as when they started. So trust score is is important and. Um, also, just tracking the users to, to give them a um, to, to give them a rating as far as you know they, they've always paid back their loans on time is good. But then you have the opposite too, because I'm sure there will be some people that fund loans just because they hope that that guy's going to default and they can get that NFT. Because oh. if you are somebody wanting to acquire an ape and let and let's say. Um, uh, let's say somebody funds funds it. First of all, they're under collateralized, so you're you're funding that loan. And if they default, you get that ape, and you would have gotten it for a better price than than, than anybody else. So it, it works both ways. And what we're trying to do on the website is to create that user experience and those socials, so that people coming in potentially to fund. Um, these loans will have something to look at and will be able to educate themselves. Okay, here's a safe one. Um, here, here's a here's a good user. This is a sketchy user. So I might want to make sure that that value of the NFT is solid before I invest in that one. And just, you know, all, all those different trust score aspects. Uh, I, have a, I have a couple of higher level questions that I'm going to give a little bit of context for. So uh, Charlie what, says he's hyperventilating. So. I know. I'm going to bring on. I left so hard. I'm going to bring Charlie on in, in a little bit to ask. I'm sure he has a billion questions. But um, so, so a big thing that goes on in the cryptocurrency space, especially on the Ethereum blockchain, is something called a gas price. And as the price of Ethereum goes up, so does the US dollar equivalent of how much it costs to make any sort of a transaction. Whereas when we first got involved a year ago, it might have been $3. Now it's $30 upward just to create a single transaction. 
Um, that's a big complaint about the Ethereum blockchain. So in response to that, what's been developed is what's called a second layer, which is a different blockchain built on top of the Ethereum blockchain that is much less expensive when it comes to creating gas fees. So my question uh, around like the, the NFTs and, and liquidnft.com um, is... Are you offering multiple levels of, of different blockchains, or is this only based on Ethereum? Oh, we'll deploy it on all the blockchains. Um, so, it, so yes, it, we'll we'll offer service. At, like we'll deploy the liquid NFT contract on every single blockchain, so that any place there's NFTs, you'll be able to use the service. Um, and so, so I think I think as Ethereum's price goes up. Um, people will use Ethereum less and less. They'll use the layer twos. So, so there's a there's also a distinction between like a layer one competing blockchain to Ethereum and a layer two on Ethereum. So, like uh, Solana, for instance, Avalanche. These are all layer one blockchains that compete with Ethereum. They have cheap gas fees as well. Part part of that though is because their networks are smaller. And if they were as big as Ethereum, the gas fees might might be just as bad. Uh, a layer two is like Polygon, soon to be ZK Rollups, Optimism. The, I haven't so, even heard of those other two. I've only heard of Polygon. Okay, what? so yeah. so well, yeah, yeah, they they aren't live yet, but they've been working on for for years and years. So Optimism and ZK Rollups are two ways of bundling Ethereum transactions off chain, um, so that the gas fees are pretty much zero. And then there is a um, that there there I think it's optimism where you've got there's like a seven day period where the each transaction could be contested where uh, otherwise it just goes through it's it's a, it's very complicated but the point is it's cheaper transactions because they're bundling all the transactions and taking them off chain but the the important part about a layer two is that they use Ethereum's existing security layer which is very important because Ethereum is huge. And that huge network um, means that it's very secure. The bigger the network is, the, the more secure it is. So there, it, there's, a, like, um, there's um, a big difference between a layer one that has cheap gas, but it's small compared to like a layer two that's built on Ethereum that uses Ethereum's existing security and uh, is just as decentralized as Ethereum because it's literally built on top of Ethereum. But because it's a layer two, you've got these uh, you've got these super cheap gas fees. And just something for people to know: if if you're like, how do I get from a layer one to a layer two? There are these things called bridges where you're able to essentially import uh, cryptocurrency from one layer onto the next layer. Um, that also happens, like like uh, Binance. I think is is maybe a big one that people have heard of. That's a separate blockchain, but you can bridge. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Peter. You can bridge from Ethereum onto Binance, correct? Yes. Yeah, you can pretty much bridge from anywhere to to anywhere. Um, like you just have to pay the gas. Multiple fee. bridges. Yeah. So so eventually the technology will be, it'll be so seamless you won't even know you're using bridges. You might not even know that you're using a second layer or uh, or a different blockchain. It'll just be all connected and and you know wor- working in the backgrounds and everything will be seamless. But now you got to use the bridge and you got to do a transaction, maybe wait 45 minutes for the money to go across the bridge, that type of thing. But but the, the, it's not going to be like that for long. It, it'll be seamless. Um, just w- wherever you go in the cryptoverse, it'll be completely seamless uh, pretty soon. 
That's where do very you see exciting. this in the future, Peter? Like, where's the world going in 10 years? 10 years, that's hard to say because, like, I think the world's going to change so much in yeah. five years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree. Um, so, 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 first of all, we're, we're going to have crypto phones. Uh, uh, so, just, you know, how like your phones have apps on them? Well, uh, you're going to have a crypto phone where all the different crypto applications are going to be crypto apps. It's going to have integrated wallets in it. It's going to like uh, moving money around is going to be as easy as like Apple Pay, Google Pay. Um, you'll be able to interact with these things without having to learn MetaMask and figure out how to do transactions and set your gas, all that stuff. It'll be seamless and extremely user-friendly. Um, the big comp so so it'll be less decentralized too because all the all the big companies will be doing it and you'll sacrifice the decentralization for the user friendliness um, so so it'll be more like so it'll be more like web three companies like uh, not decentralized companies but web three companies meaning that you have your crypto wallet integrated with everything and you just uh, like how we have Apple it. wallet now. I mean, like, that's a way that, like, you're paying with your iPhone, but you're using Chase. Like, that's, it, you don't mm -hmm. even know the difference. It's just it, your phone. The user friendliness will definitely bring on so much more adoption. Because, yes. like, even I, who now, I'm a year in, when I first bought Casper, I almost didn't do it. Because I was like, I can't, where do I go? And I did it, but it's like, I tried to get some friends to do it. And they're like, let's do it. And I was like, all right, go to gate.io. And they're like, I don't understand. I'm no, already I'm out, done. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, it's just sort of like, yeah, there, it, it's funky to buy right now. And then you, to, it, it's like getting a wallet and all that stuff. It's like, it is, I mean, there are some places where you can buy you know, Bitcoin pretty easy on Binance and stuff. But in general, the whole market, it's like you got to have a little bit of tech savviness and learn, which I think a lot of people just go, ah, I'm not, I'm out. All right. So, so this next part, I, I'm going to put the patron wall up right here because I, I want to start asking Peter about what's coming next. Um, we, we've already mentioned a couple of things, but there's one that I'm very bullish on. I, I'm very excited about. I know Brian's very excited about. So I kind of want to ask him some questions about the next big things to come. We've already mentioned WISE to our followers. We've already mentioned Liquid NFTs, both incredible ways to uh, start building some of your, your crypto portfolio. And of course, if you're really just basic and you haven't listened to uh, the, the initial episode. If you're just uh, basic. If you're just a basic <laughs> bitch and you, you know, uh, go, you know, coinbase.com, I think is a, is a great place to start, um, where you're able to connect a bank account or a debit card and just start buying small amounts. Of That's the easiest way by far. The easiest, easiest way. And we will put our, you know, referral link down there where I think if you buy, I don't know, $50, you get $10 of Bitcoin, which who knows where that one's going to go. But we're about to get speculative. So if you want to join the speculation conversation, go to patreon.com slash RGP development. Uh, join the community, listen to full-length episodes, and get all the goody, 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 nitty-gritty that we're going to be giving in the next part of this. Thanks for listening. Want more Biotypical? Well, good news. There's a longer version of this episode available at patreon.com slash RGP development. There, you'll also be able to find ways to get on the podcast yourself, ask questions, as well as watch a live taping remotely. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and subscribing. Remember to rate this five stars wherever you're listening to it, and we'll see you next time.